Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. You know, to me, the birth of Jesus, I love Easter. It's uh, one of my favorite times of the year. I love when we celebrate the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. I mean, it's so special to think that somebody would come and die for me. But even as Jason was talking there, not only did he come to die for us, but he left a throne for us. And I think of that in the opening video we had this morning. I think of that. This is a beautiful, beautiful time of year for me. And Dr. Thomas Lancaster, I've, ha- I've read this in the past, not here in church, but I've read this, and he paints a beautiful picture, and he illustrates the power and the purpose of kind of what God did, and I want you to hear his words. An author is writing a novel. He creates the settings, the situations, the stories, the plot lines, and he populates his novel with his characters. He likes the characters that he created so much that he wants to interact with them, but he cannot because the novel is simply a creation. It's just a story. The characters in the book cannot hear the author. They cannot see him. They cannot experience him because the author completely transcends the words written on a page. So what does the author do? He writes himself into the novel as one of the characters creating a written story version of himself with which the characters can interact. The written ink and red paper version of the author accurately expresses the author's person. It is not disconnected from the author, but neither is it really the author in his total transcendence outside the book. And that's what God has done. The divine storyteller has written himself in the pages of history so he could interact with the characters of his novel. That's what John 1.14 tells us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Luke records this birth of Christ in his gospel in Luke chapter 2, verse, beginning in verse 8, it says this, In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch over the flocks at night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim for you good news of great joy, that with all the people today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. On this dark night, the shepherds were doing their job. They were just tending sheep. This was to be a night like every other night. Taking care of sheep, minding their own business, and then an angel shows up. Could you imagine working the night shift and an angel showing up at your piece of equipment? That's what happens. The angel appears. God is inserting himself into the story. And a light shines around these angels. And the angel has this most likely of announcements. And he brings it to the most unlikely of people, shepherds. I don't know about you. I I, I don't pay much attention 
to British royalty. But my wife just told me a week or so ago, my wife literally, Tasha is home today in St. Louis actually with her family. Her mom had surgery this week, so she went to take care of her before we go to Christmas. So that's where her and the boys are today. But Tasha, she literally does not pay attention to any news. I don't know if any of you are like that. But I'll like, hey, did you hear that, you know, the president got impeached? And she's like, what? I had no idea. What are you talking about? And I'm like, it's just all the news. But if she, because she'll come to me and say, did you hear about the royal family? No, I didn't hear anything. Oh, this happened and this happened. I'm like, it's a different country. Who cares what happened to them? I don't care. It's a spoiled family that really has no power. I don't care. But she knows all about them, about their children and all this stuff. She knows like when the birth is. So I did a little digging. When a child is born into, a British, into British royalty, they do not send announcements to the people working the shipping yards. When a child is born to British royalty, they don't break the news to fishermen or to boat captains. They don't issue personal invitations to the birth to cab drivers, Uber drivers. They don't throw it out on the streets of London. They don't even really consider them. When British royalty is born, listen to what they do. They send golden sealed invitations to the political leaders of the United Nations. And then the national media begins to document every moment of that child's birth. But when Jesus was born, the creator of the world, when he announced his arrival upon the earth, he didn't inform the world with gold leaf, leaflets, you know. He didn't have a grand parade. He didn't send royal messengers to the heads of Israel. He didn't publicize his birth to Sadducees, to Pharisees, to chief priests, to religious leaders of the day. God overlooked the upper class. And he informed lowly shepherds. I think there was a point to that. I think there was a reason for that. According to biblical scholar Dwight Pryor, he said shepherds were detestable and unreliable. Shepherds couldn't testify in court. Nobody wanted to be a shepherd. Shepherds were despised by the good, respectable people of the day. According to the Mishnah, the shepherds were under a ban. They were, regarded as, they were regarded as thieves. The only people lower than shepherds at this particular time in Jewish history were lepers. Yet this is who God told first, my baby is coming. My son is coming. A shepherd. And, but if you look back at biblical history, you'll see that God likes shepherds. You say, how do I know that? Well, there was a man in the Bible that called a man after his own heart. We know him as King David. But you know what David was before he ever became a king? A shepherd. He was, he was a shepherd in his own father's eyes. When the prophet came to anoint the next king of Israel... David didn't even get called in from the fields. Why? Because he was the least of these. He was the youngest. He was the least important. He was the most insignificant. 
He was a shepherd. Yet that's who God anointed to be the king over Israel. And so that when Jesus is being born, who does God announce his birth to first? Shepherds. Jesus didn't, wasn't born into a royal palace. The news wasn't announced in the courts of royalty. It was announced to shepherds. And what I think very inter- is very interesting, and in when you look at this story, when you begin to dig into it, is the shepherds, if Jesus, think about this, think about how God works all of this. Jesus could have very easily been born in a hotel. He could have very easily been born in a palace or something like that. But he was born in a place that shepherds could visit. Shepherds couldn't go everywhere. He was really born, Jesus was born in a cave. If you go to Israel, you'll notice that the homes in Bethlehem were built into caves. That's where Jesus was born, in the side room of someone's house where they kept the animals. That's where Jesus was born. But the shepherds could visit there. And when the shepherds visited Jesus, I want you to notice he was not wearing clothes of royalty. But swaddling clothes. We'll come back to that in just a moment. And listen to this. The praises that God received, that Jesus received, were not from the praises of men on that day, but the things you would hear in the background were farm animals when Jesus was born. Why is all of this happening? I think it was because God was revealing something to us from the very beginning about who his character is. God was revealing something to us about his mission. He was teaching us Something with the announcement of his son. This is what I believe that God was saying all the way back when Jesus was born. I think God was saying, I will be a God who will care for the lonely. I will be a God that will care for the hurting. I will be a God who will care for those who are in need. Jesus speaks to the poor in spirit and he bypasses the haughty and the proud. And he comes as a humble babe in a manger. Listen, Jesus didn't come to befriend the politically elite. He didn't come to get into a powerful circle. Jesus came to be a savior of all mankind. Jesus, here's what I want you to hear today. Jesus doesn't discriminate based on your past. Jesus doesn't discriminate because of your age. Jesus doesn't discriminate because of your color. Jesus doesn't discriminate because of your class or your intelligence, your education, your social status, or your occupation. He simply comes to be a God of the Jew and a God of the Gentile. He simply came to meet the needs of those of us who have needs. That's who Jesus is. Jesus, if you look at him in Scripture, you'll notice he ate with tax collectors. He ate with sinners. He ate with prostitutes. He healed Gentiles. He touched lepers. And he saved sinners. If you look back at Luke chapter 2, verse 12, what did the angel say to the shepherds? Listen to this. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, And lying in a manger. Let's look at the significance of the swaddling clothes. Even though Jesus came as a baby, he doesn't remain as a baby, right? 
He grows into a man. He grows in wisdom. He grows in stature. He lives a sinless life. And he eventually is condemned to die for us on a cross, right? He would be crucified. He would be buried. And he would raise from the dead. What you may not know is that his death was foreshadowed in the very clothes in which he was wrapped at his birth. Let me say it again. What you may not know is that his death is foreshadowed in the very clothes he was wrapped in at his birth. The angel doesn't just describe the scene to the, to the shepherds and say, hey, you'll find a baby in a manger. Now, that would be an interesting statement when they're saying, hey, the king of the world is coming. He's going to be in a cave. That's big news. But not only that, the angel says, you're going to find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. What are swaddling clothes? Well, they're pieces of fabric. In fact, a better translation would be swaddling bands. I want you to hear this, and I want to pray over you. These were strips of linen, five inches wide, and about six yards long. Listen to this. Swaddling bands. I want you to hear this. I want you to see what God is doing, what God is saying is happening just by his clothing. Swaddling bands were used to wrap lambs destined to be sacrificial lambs. Did you hear me? Swaddling bands were used to wrap lambs destined to be Passover lambs. And this was to protect them. Because the baby lambs would often thrash back and forth. And so they would wrap them in these swaddling bands. It's also interesting to me as I dug into this. Listen to this. That the lambs used for temple sacrifices were lambs that came from Bethlehem. Where was Jesus born? Bethlehem. What was he for us? A sacrificial lamb. So when the shepherds rushed to see the God of the universe born as a baby in Bethlehem, here's the deal. They would have immediately recognized the type of clothing the child was wrapped in. They used this. This is what they do. But this type of clothing is also a burial cloth. In fact, the same strips to protect a newborn lamb or a newborn baby were the same ones used to prepare a body for burial. Jesus was not born in some posh hotel. He was born in a cave. Here's what I want you to see. On the first day of Jesus' earthly life, he was wrapped up like a Passover lamb and laid in a cave. On the last day of Jesus' life, he was wrapped up like a Passover lamb and laid in a cave. In his birth and in his death, we find these parallels reminding us that even though we were born to live, Jesus, our Passover lamb, was born so that he could die. And today what I want to remind each and every one of us the best gift at Christmas this year isn't what's under your tree. The best gift at Christmas this year was nailed to a tree. And he came as a baby in a manger, destined to die for you and for me. Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. 
You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.